Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. Now, given Singapore's open economy and its strong correlation with U.S. interest rates, how will rising interest rates really affect your purchasing power? And what types of homes will you actually now be able to afford? How might demand fluctuate for different segments within the property market here? Wong Sien Yang joins us now to help us out. He is head of research at Cushman and Wakefield. Hi, Sien Yang. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. Hello, Here's the thing, Sien Yang. We've been hearing so much news from the property market. If we're talking about HDB, median resale prices have climbed the most in heartland areas over the past two and a half years. Of course, we saw fewer units sold in October, but the resale price index has risen for 10 consecutive quarters. And as we round off 2022, let's look at prices that recent condominium launches have been transacting at, especially in recent months. They've also raised eyebrows. So, what sorts of trends are you seeing and what do you expect to see in the months ahead, considering those rising interest rates and fears of inflation going further? So we're seeing a few things in the market right now. So like what you mentioned, right, prices have continued to hit higher. But however, what you see is the pace of increase is slowing. And also, I mean, this is also contributed you know, to slowing volumes. So like if you look at, you know, total developer sales for October, I think we only saw about 300 units sold, which is one of the lowest money figures in about 30 months. But of course, this was driven partly by limited new sales. So there are a few, I would say, factors driving this. One is also you know, the economic outlook has dimmed, while unemployment rates remain relatively strong. But I think sentiments have dimmed, I mean, due to cost of living concerns. You know, when you see the Singapore core inflation reached over 5% in October, then you also see rising interest rates, you know, which is leading to, you know, higher financing costs. And also the second thing is that, you know, I mentioned residential prices, you know, they are at their historical peaks and coupled with higher financing costs, this has led to lower affordability for buyers. And just to give you some context, you know, on how fast financing costs has increased, if you look at the Singapore overnight rate average, the SORA, the benchmark interest rates for home loans, right, is currently at about 2.88% as of, I think, 29 November. And this compares to about 0.2% at the start of the year. So we interest rates has really gone up quite significantly, and this has contributed to higher financing costs. The third one, this is more for the private residential market. We have you know, recent cooling measures, which has also tightened loan curbs for the private residential markets, and this has impacted you know, affordability, and it will also impact buying demand going forward. But on the flip side of things, I mean, some positive news is that you know, the rental market has remained really quite robust. I think private residential rents and also HDB rents right, has risen by more than 20% in the first three quarters of this year. And so this could help support holding power and also incentivize investment buying demand for the private residential market. Mm. What is driving the rental market? We see as, you know, the higher expat demand that's coming mm. into Singapore. In the past, some of this demand was driven by construction delays due to the pandemic. You know, there was a lot of construction delays. So a lot of buyers waiting to move in, you know, had their places delayed. So they took temporary housing arrangements and they looked at the rental market. But we expect this to ease, you know, going forward over the next few quarters as the delays unwind themselves. The thing is, the MAS has also been urging buyers to be more prudent when it comes to buying decisions. Because while a lot of people can still service their mortgages, you never know what might happen in the near future, right? Considering political uncertainty and all the other stresses on the market. So what's your take on that? How much prudence are we talking about here? One might say you should exercise prudence at all times. But what exactly is the mindset in the market in regard to pulling back? 
back a little? So far, right now, you know, the market seems to be holding up pretty well, right? I think there was data that was announced, you know, the proportion of non-performing loans among households is still very low, at about a 0.3%. So I don't think we will see a fire sales in the market. But we think that, you know, with rising interest rates, right, and higher mortgage costs, this will shave off broader housing demand. So we did some research on, we looked at, you know, where do we see, you know, where rising interest rates will start to negatively impact housing demand mm. as, you know, buy affordability will eventually fall as, you know, mortgage rates rise. And we look at to see which are the various rates. We did some scenario analysis on the private housing market. Right? And we see right now, due to the recent cooling measures, you know, where the floor interest rate is at 4% we see the next potential infection point to be around 4.5% right, as the pool of buyers gets smaller due to current loan curbs. And current fixed rates from financial institutions and based on what we saw online is about currently 4.25% to 4.5% while floating rates are about higher 3%. Mm-hmm. To what extent do you expect yeah, in- upgraders who are seeing lower profits from the HDB resale market to also impact the private housing market? HDB resale prices are expected to slow and this would have some impact especially for the suburban private housing market you know as HDB upgraders would, would have to be more cautious on you know what they can afford in the private market so we don't see a huge drawback because I mean for many HDB upgraders there's still a very strong aspiration to upgrade to a condominium but we see them pulling back in terms of you know location where you know in the past perhaps some of them would prefer to stay in a city fringe now they may actually move towards the suburban areas instead. Now, Sian Yang, are there other ways to cool resale prices when it comes to HDB flats? Because the fact is affordability is a major concern and it's a long-term concern for generations of Singaporeans. Yeah, And some have suggested that instead of putting restrictions on the number of homes or assets an individual could own, perhaps we should consider other things such as higher or more progressive property taxes on non-owner-occupied homes or higher subsidy clawbacks when they sell their flats in the open market. What are your thoughts on this? So in terms of higher property taxes, I think that's already implemented. I think with the highest impact being felt towards the luxury end of the market. Right? And I would say in terms of housing prices, is really a function of demand and supply. And right now, you know, I mean, many locals in Singapore, they still you know, are very keen to invest in a property as a long-term investment. And that contributes to higher prices. Because if you look at the track record for, I mean, the housing market, the private housing market, right? Yes gone from strength to strength, higher peaks and higher troughs, and this demand will not go away. Right? Mm. And putting other costs in would not really change that underlying demand for the market. You could slow it down, but mm. you won't change the overall picture of growing prices as long as the demand is, remains unchanged. Right, but should we be looking into that? I mean, do we want such a hot property market in the long term? I think that's where the government has come in. They're very steady with uh, progressively more and more cooling measures. Mm. You think they're sufficient for now? Oh, yes. I think we really see the pace of price increase starting to slow and restoring demand really reflects that. You need to balance it. You can't really put in too many cooling measures that you start to cause prices to spiral downwards, right? You want to sort of put housing prices in line with wage growth and, you know, household incomes so that, you know, that's how, you know, you grow the whole market in general. Okay, so what's your advice to investors at this point? Should they enter the market now? What sectors should they be looking at? I think first and foremost, you know, buyers should definitely exercise financial prudence, right? As you mentioned, right, given, you know, the current volatility and also the uncertainty in the macroeconomic conditions. If you're an owner-occupier, I mean, every time is the right time. You find something you like, I mean, you just negotiate for the best price possible and you just go in. For investors, I think consensus view is 
still that you know prices will still trend higher, though at a much slower pace, right? Because as mentioned, you know, there's a strong track record. And what would drive prices going forward are higher replacement costs, I mean due to higher contractor costs and also resilient buying demands from both local and foreigners alike. Yeah. So in terms of value, I would say, you know, you can look at I mean if you can afford it, the high end market seems to be emerging in value given the recent rise in mass market prices. So the ratio between the core central region and the outside central region, this has tightened over the last few quarters. Mm. What's your advice to buyers who are wondering about what sort of interest rate they should opt for, how they should manage their mortgages right now? I mean, what financial institutions are offering right now, they are offering the option of going hybrid, right? hybrid packages where you yeah. can have a proportion in fixed or floating. I mean, so that sort of mitigates, you know, the, the uncertainty of, you know, the direction of interest rates. Because as of now, I think no one can really give you a definite answer on, you know, how high or how long interest rates will stay at these levels or even higher. So essentially, just take a chance. Think about what sits well with you personally. Yeah? Also, I'd just like to talk once more about affordability within the HDB market because most Singaporeans want to be able to afford those homes. We are talking about public housing after all. Some of the news reports of million-dollar flats, of prices rising exuberantly in the HDB resale markets, they have caused some worry. What do you think needs to be done in order to come up with a medium to long-term plan to not alarm so many people every time we see a market like this? Yeah, I mean, I mean, prices have gone up, but in terms of million-dollar flats, I think that's really a small proportion of the market, and it's really for the larger flats in general. So it's not like everything is $1 million. I think there's still, in terms of especially the BTO market, right, it's still relatively affordable. Prices there, I mean, it's still three hundred to 400000 which is still affordable for most households. So I guess you really have to manage expectations, right, into what you can afford and make sure when you buy, I mean, you have to buy within your means. Mm. It's really not that, you know, housing in Singapore is not, not really affordable, I would say. As you compare it to other regional markets, I think the, the price to household income ratio is much higher in other markets compared to Singapore, which I think is about four or five times annual incomes, if I remember correctly. The key is to always keep it within reach. Yeah. Thank you very much for that, Sien Yang. Mm. Wong Sien Yang, Head of Research at Cushman and Wakefield. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.